writing for the culture, writing for the soul, writing session. Ooh, for writers only. No, God, no. Um, That's definitely not original. I don't really know what I'm going to call this, but for now, let's just jump right into it and see where it goes. I'm an author of over 20 books with my biggest selling series being urban fiction titled The Carter Boys. And you know, I realize sometimes you have to kind of just proudly represent the genre that you write in. And normally I'm kind of, I don't really shy away from urban fiction, but it's just the only time I get a little, eh, it's just when little old white ladies that I don't know why I'm constantly running into them, but they're always so fat. Oh, you write books? Oh, what type of books? Oh, I, I have a Kindle. They have, they magically have a Kindle app or they, they love to read. They have a book club and they want to know about your book. Well, describe it to me. Tell me what it's about. Tell me. And I'm sitting here like, you want to know what the Carter boys and Carter girls is about? Like, how do you explain that? And once I explain it, some of them are like, oh, okay. And then others are like, okay, so where can I find it? So it's always kind of interesting. It's always interesting having to explain what I write. And that I, I feel like that would be with any book, whether I write urban fiction or not. I think it's just the right, it's just really hard to explain my writing unless you read it for yourself and see what it's about. But it's just, it's just too much going on. And when I explain it, it becomes overwhelming. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's about these 16 characters. Like, nobody, it's overwhelming. But, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my genre. That's my foundation. That's what got me started writing in the first place. And so deal with it. Little known fact, um, Percy was actually supposed to be with a girl named Athena. And she was like his assistant or the woman that was um, like the, not the housekeeper, but she, she runs the household. She was, or she would have been like um, his mother's assistant, so to speak. And their storyline was going to be like, I think she, both of them are kind of nerds. Both of them are kind of geeky, whatever the case is. And he was already supposed to be engaged to someone. But I think he was on online in chat rooms, not chat rooms, but like just online chatting with people and dating apps. And he'd been talking to this girl for years, not knowing that the girl he was talking to is the same one he kind of ignores passing in the hallway. And or if they if they ignore each other, either they either they don't either they ignore each other or they kind of don't get along, so to speak. But it's her, him and Athena were the ones that were talking to each other. Like, they know everything about each other. They just don't know their names and they don't know what they look like. So I think just before he was going to get married, he was going to, he proposed the idea of like, hey, let's meet up one time. Let's just, I don't even think she knew that the guy she was talking to was going to get married. Like, I, I don't even think it was that. They just, they never talked about their personal lives. They talked about it, but not to the extent that it would reveal their identity. And by the time... You know, they reveal their identity and da-da-da. They already fell in love, wah, wah, wah. But I thought about, I said, and Athena, she's probably in ATL Diaries Volume 2. And I thought about, I was like, oh, man, this is such a great storyline, really cute. But that's it seems like it's better off as a standalone and not for 
the storyline was too good to be put in a series. So to, I didn't want it to kind of get lost in um, Homer and Pia's, you know, lovey doveyness. So I don't know where Jasmine exactly came from, but I, I was like, I rarely do couples that are already together. I'm always writing about couples that get together, that have been together. They either bicker back and forth, that there's some kind of tension, sexual tension, flirty tension, opposites attract attention. But in this case, Jasmine, I just thought, I was like, I never really write about couples that are already together, already established, but they have their problems. And then in the end, they still remain together. Like there's, and it has a happy end because I don't, I don't, I don't really play with that. I, I know there are some people that like books that have realistic endings, but I, I don't read books that don't have happy endings. I don't, that's not, it, to me, it doesn't, I, to me personally, my, my soul, my, my reading soul does not, there are no happy endings in real life. But I, if I wanted real life, I wouldn't pick up a book to read it. Like I wouldn't pick up a book and read. So I want a happy ending always. So for readers out there, if you ever think you're going to get a sad ending out of me, that's not the case. I don't do those because I don't read them. And I don't like to read anything that I, I don't write anything I wouldn't really want to read myself. But yeah, he was supposed to be with a woman named Athena. and She was going to be his mother's assistant or house assistant, get things in order, like a family friend coming from a completely different background. But I was like, no, no, opposites attract. I always do that. Everyone expects them to be together. Let's do his exact match, the woman that he's supposed to be with, um, his just match his identical match and everything just they told for told they level each other out but for some reason they are just not clicking and thus jasmine was born and i know i said currently it's wednesday around 9 21 p.m at night eastern standard time in atlanta southwest atlanta and I said I was going to make it to the birthday party for the mermaids by Tuesday. I haven't gotten there yet. I really, I haven't gotten there yet. And it's kind of, I'm, I'm anxious to get there. I'm ready to get there. Cause I just see, I want to see Homer, Pyru, Junie and Junie boy, just get these three guys that normally are not in a scene together. I want to see them in the scene together out of like three family men. Like now that Homer has ch- a child. Now that he has the responsibility of Violet, not saying that his not saying that his friendship with Tucker and Jason and sometimes Stacy and Michael not saying that that kind of takes a back seat cuz Jason has three kids. Jason got three little girls. Not but he sometimes he's not always involved cuz he's always with his family, but not saying that that friendship takes a back seat or that little uh, guy group takes a back seat, but it would be nice for Homer to be on the other side of things. And hanging out with two other dads that's also a part of his family. They're also technically brother-in-law, cousin-in-law, however you want to look at it. And uh, having them at this birthday party, three guys that are not normally like in the same chapter together, just to see how they react. And then they're at this 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 water nymph's birthday party, of all things, for a little girl. So you're, they're probably going to see some craziness. I just have it in my mind how I want the scene to go. Junie's humor and um Pyru's really aloofness like just really I'm almost I I rather be at home I'm too 
I don't want to be bothered with this shit kind of thing, but I'm only here because Franny's here and da, 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 da. And then Homer, just the ultimate stand up guy. You know, I'm here. I'm a father. I'm a father. I'm this. I'm this. P is my woman. Like just real show me. It's a real, he's a real show me kind of character. But, and that shit gets so annoying. That shit gets hella annoying. I'm sure Junie's kind of looking at him like, dude, you know, you got to chill out. Like, okay, we get it. You're a man. You're the king of all kings. You're a man of all men. Like you have a daughter. You have, you're a good guy. We all get it. We get it. But you got to calm it down. So yeah, I didn't get a chance to make it to the mermaid party, but it's because Percy and Jasmine, they're there. I made some progress in the right direction with their storyline and I'm finally, I feel like I'm finally there where I get to write this ultimate bomb ass sex scene. And it starts with these sex candles, which is why this episode will be titled Sex Candles. So yeah, let's I'm go ahead and dive into that and how that came about. This big scene that I've been building up to, because I, I know I have to kind of, how do I put this? I have to live up to Homer's sex scene when he was trying to find the moon in Pia. I I knew I knew that was going to get a lot of people. I knew that was going to get a lot of readers cuz I I kept deleting, rewriting, deleting, rewriting. I would read it and I'm just like no, this is not it. This isn't it. This I'm it's missing something. And I don't have no problem writing sex scenes. I mean that's it's it's one of those it's one of those things in the book that has to be there. You do it one time and that's it. I don't have to, I don't have to keep going back. I don't, I don't have to, you know, keep rewriting. Like we, now we know the characters have sex. Great. We know I can hint around to it. Like maybe they'd close the door, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But always have that one good sex scene for the character kind of builds up to it. Make sure the, make sure the sex it matches the hype. And then you can finally move on to the story. The story kind of, uh, evens out and mellows out kind of thing and now I'm building myself up I've been building Percy and Jasmine up for for the past two books I've been dragging them through the mud I've been just just dragging I they they just been going through hell just through hell with the uh with their storyline and I'm like okay this third book they gotta come with it so now that they're only they're finally they just had their first kiss like first official I mean, I think they've kissed before. I want to say, especially in Hoodwink. But now this one felt more like it was intimate. They're both into it. There's no blindfold. There's no, oh my God, I can't believe da, 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 da. They was just right on schedule, just right there where he, where he kind of took control and she let him. And it just, it was perfect. So now I'm like, okay, I think they're about, they're close to being ready. And boom, here comes Tallulah. Just... I, I want to say she's taking matters into her own hands with Jasmine and Percy because I think I've, I feel like she's lost where I'm at with this story right now. I feel like she's lost a lot of trust in Delilah in, hand, in terms of handling um, Jasmine and Percy's relationship. So I feel like she's taking things into her own hands. And plus, on top of that, she's kind of side eyeing Indigo at this point in her relationship her her new boyfriend so she's like i need to get this moving i need to get this going da 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 so they can be on one accord because i'm tired of they shit i'm tired of jasmine crying i'm tired of percy bitching both of y'all like each other like get it together i feel like i've been screaming and get your shit together i've been 
I've said it. Delilah said it. Readers are probably saying like, y'all are draining. Jasmine and Percy are probably the most, they so draining. Never had two characters that were more draining than them. Like they are just get it. It's like the handmaid's tales. Like just bad shit keeps happening and happening and happening. Just get it together already. And so this is the moment, the final moment, the buildup, everything I've worked so hard for. Their sex scene is finally coming and it starts with these candles that you guys will probably read about. So there's no point in me even talking about the candles now that I think about it. Cause y'all already read about it by the time this recording comes out, but it starts with the candles and I want to say things kind of just not change, but they just kind of, like I said, even out after the big sex scene, it always kind of mellows out. And then it starts back up again, building up to the next drama, building up to the next, like that's my outline for writers. You always either I'm coming in with the story with the drama right there in your face and you just got to catch up and figure out what the hell is happening. Or there's, and then there, and then you go into the back, the, the backstory and you know, it evens out a little bit, but I like to start my stories off. Boom, right there. Drama in your face happening right now. Like, let's go catch up. I'm not, cause I'm not slowing down no time soon. And then you just kind of introduce everybody, get, you know, get everyone accustomed to who they are, what they look like, where we are. And, um, yeah, but this story, now that I'm in the middle of a series, it's, it's like, okay, here's the hype. I'm here. I'm there. I'm at the finish. I'm not at the finish line, but I'm at the, 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 uh, the middle point where it can either go just, it could be everything you hope for, or it's a huge letdown. And you're just like, okay, well, let's just keep reading. Maybe something else exciting will happen. So that's what I meant. I need Percy and Jasmine's sex scene to be like the bomb.com. I don't know if I'm going to have to watch some porn videos. I don't know what I'm going to have to do, but I need they shit to be the bomb.com. And then I can get to the mermaids and the, uh, the, the, the three guys, the, the dads, and I can get to, Dre, uh, Pia's ex-boyfriend and whatever he's getting into, I can get into all of that. But right now I just, as soon as I can get Jasmine and, uh, as soon as I can get Percy and Jasmine on one accord, everything else, I feel like the story will just fall into place. Just like everything will just kind of perfectly come together. It's so crazy because I feel like I've been Lately, like the past two days, I've been battling with this idea, with the idea that the story, the, I don't, I guess the story, this current story, um, is just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to say, I kind of want to add another book to it. So that's not what I want to say. That's not what I want to say. I, I should probably delete this recording, but let's just keep on so I can until I can gather my thoughts. What I want to say is I want to I've been battling with the idea of adding another a final book. So this will be it'll be four books instead of three. And I don't know, maybe we call it wicked or something. But not because I'm dragging Pia, Homer, Jasmine, and Percy into whatever. Not that's not the case. Their story, their stories are essentially they're, they're done. Their stories are pretty much wrapped up in charm, especially like in, especially like in the beginning of charm P and Homer get together instantly. Like it's instant. I don't 
we don't now we've had two books of them trying to get together it's time to wrap that it's time to get that shit together wrap it up let's go so charm boom get together first date let's head it off jasmine and percy boom next sex scene all they need they just all that tension between them they just need they just need to bang it out one time and that's it maybe still go to therapy a little bit their parents kind of fucked them up but they just need to bang it out and look out for each other because they parent no one else has their back at this point but me thinking about extending the story and it goes back to the damn trees. If you listen to the other episode, it goes back to having multiple trees and branches and multiple stories within a story, da da da, whatever, whatever. I want I I think the four main characters, Percy, Jasmine, Pia, Homer, with their stories being done or coming to an end, conclusion, a close, the stories around them, the characters around them are starting to become more interesting to me. Like their storylines and like uh Kayla that works at the gym, her her storyline, oh my hers is probably gonna be my favorite. I mean, I know maybe the water the mermaids, water nymphs, they'll probably take everyone's attention away, but her storyline, I love, 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 love. Cause I I don't think I've ever written anything where a girl had a really great, probably had a guy that was probably great and everything. She just turns him down. Like she's just not, I'm just not interested. I'm not, I don't, I'm not interested. And I, that's what I want her storyline to be. But I'm like, damn, I don't really have time to write her story because this is, this, this series is not about them. But you know, when you're a writer and you have these ideas, you have this, this, uh, this, intuition you you just you feel it you know you feel it you want you have to write it it's you got to get it out of you or it's gonna eat at you it's gonna eat at you I'm gonna go to sleep thinking about these characters again until I write it so me extending the the book I'm not I probably won't ever uh, like announce it if I ever do decide to extend the book I probably won't announce it until the day both books are being released and I'm like oh hey you guys by the way um charm was too big so I, I had to, um, split it in. I had to cut it up. I had to split it, um, in half. So here's part one, here's part two. And, um, I don't, I just hope readers are not thinking, I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm like, I hope they don't think I just dragged these characters all the way to the very last book just so they can see Homer and Pia together. And that's not the case. It's just that the other storylines around it around these characters are becoming more interested. And now the world, the supernatural world in Atlanta is becoming more clear to me. And I'm like, oh man, if I'm going to really write this, I have to like, I got to go all the, go, go hard or go home, go all the way, go hard or go home. That's what, that's just how it is. But that's the thing. That's the, that's the trick with writing series. Most authors, and most authors probably already figured it out. When you write a series, it's, it's not about writing the same storyline, writing about the same characters over and over. It's not about that. I mean, it essentially it is. That's what readers are reading about. But there's always that that underlying energy of progression that happens. There's always that um, that okay. Well, what happens next? What happens next? Instead of repeating storylines, instead of just re, you know, and I'm talking about repeating storylines where it's you're reading the same thing over and over to the point where you're being scammed. It's a scam. Readers, if you didn't know that, it's a scam. If you find a series and it's not, it reads the same, th- same thing over and over and over, and I can be talking about mine too from previous series, whatever, I don't care. But that's a scam. 
and it's a, it's a quick money grab. But I'm talking about the series with progression. Maybe someone wants to talk about, maybe you can go into doing generational writing where, okay, now that the kid, they had kids, the kids are grown up. You can write about them, that type of progression there. That's always the trick to writing series. You want to look for readers, want to look for progression. Authors want to look for progression. And if that's not there, I, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's so, and I, that's all I write are series. That's all I write. It's a never end. It's, it's constantly evolving. Const, the stories, storylines are constantly evolving. And if we're being honest, my very first story, my very first series for the love of ATL, this, right now what I'm writing, Charm, can trace all the way back. Can trace so One of them characters in that story can trace all the way back to the, for, for, uh, for the love of ATL. That has absolutely nothing to do with magic, nothing to do. And I think in a way that's a dope. That's such a dope. I, it's so dope to think that it can trace all the way back to that. But at the same time, I'm like, is there progression in this series? Did we... Did I go too far out? Now I'm talking about mermaids and shit. I went from going from HBCU to talking about mermaids. Like, did I, did I ease it? Was there a transitional period at this point? Like, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's writing a series is interesting. I, I don't know. I just hope people see if I decide to write one more, um, and not even writing another novel, not even writing another story to go with Charm. It would just be me finishing Charm and then I just split the book in half and just get a second cover. Because two, it saves a lot of money. To me, it, it, printing it out saves a lot of money because I, I don't want to print out a four or 500 page book on paperback. I'm not, who, I'm not paying that kind of money and no one else is paying that kind of money. Not in this day and age, not in the pandemic economy that we're in. Nobody's paying that kind of money for that kind of book. So it's easier to um to split that up um 200 200 call it a day keep it moving or 250 250 call it a day keep it moving it's easier that way and I'm right now in charm I'm in just I'm a little over 200 pages and I'm nowhere near done I'm nowhere near done and all the things I want to write about I still have to write about Caroline's boyfriend like so it's 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 just the battle past two days it's just the battle of the mental battle of do I add another book to it do I feel do I stuff charmed and then just split it and um give it a second title or do we just do we have to cut some things out cut some storylines out and just I don't, when I think of cutting storylines out, to me, when I think of cutting them out, I'm like, it's like half-ass. It's like, no, there's a lot of things missing. I know what's missing. Readers won't know, but I'll know. Some readers will be like, well, what happened to this person? What happened to that person? I'm like, I didn't have time for them. I couldn't afford to put them in the book. I couldn't da-da-da-da-da-da. So what do I do? Am I, you know, I'm, it's, on this, it's not about the money. It's not about it's just, it's like, it's just simple book math. It's at this point, it's just simple book math. Do I add another book? Let's grab another book cover, find a, a little title, throw it up there and call it a day. We both release them at the same time or, or what, what are we doing? Who knows? We're going to figure it out though. We're going to figure it out. 
As always, at the end of every recording, I'm going to ask myself a few questions just before I start to write. So question number one, um, what brings me to write today or tonight? Because right now it's currently nighttime over here in Atlanta. And tonight, I I don't think I'm going to um, really get too much writing it. It's more like um, coding, like a, a, like a self-edit, but not even a self-edit. I just... I'm going to read over the last few chapters. I'm going to read backwards and I'm going to fill in with details. There's always like that first wave of writing. You just write just to write. You get the groove. You keep it moving. Then you later come back to it later on and you start to code in with the details or the first layer of the first layer of coding is what I would call it. I usually do like two to three layers. Um, before I even let an editor touch it. And then once the editor touches it, I can come back and be like, ooh, what the fuck was I talking about? Like, oh my God, like this don't even da-da-da-da-da-da, whatever. So today it's it's writing, but it's just filling in um, paragraphs, some places where there are holes, or just, just to fill it in. So next question, which storyline is speaking to you? Which one are you starting with? Or just what character is speaking to you the most? And I'm still stuck on, I'm still, this is going to be Percy and Jasmine's book for now. It's still this right now, majority of their storyline is here. So, and then it's going to switch to Homer and Pia. So right now, Percy and Jasmine with a high concentration level on Percy for sure. My writing space, describe it, is going to be my bed, my bed for sure. I'm not, um. I want my legs, my feet are a little cold. I want to be underneath the covers. I want to have the pillows up, up, up against my back. I want to be comfortable and I can have my, uh, my, um, iced tea on the side with my little oil diffuser. So describing my space, that was just it. And it's raining outside. It's dark and it's raining outside. Snacks. I made a Greek salad with some jalapenos and some chickpeas. Oh, Man, I saw it on Instagram. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It's so good. Music or no? I'm going to delete that question because honestly, I don't, I keep saying I don't listen to music, but oh, I did just hear um, the Savage remix with uh, Beyonce and Meg Thee Stallion. So I just, I'm probably going to be jamming to that for a little bit until I get into the groove. What's the writing goal for this session? The writing goal is not to delete. And I know that sounds so weird, but I don't, I, I don't, I want to feel secure enough to know that what I wrote was good enough. Cause when I go back and read it and I decide, Oh, I don't like how it reads. It re it. I write, it seems like it writes better than it reads. I don't want to delete anything. Cause I, right now I'm in a good, I'm in a good space. I'm in a good place with my story and with Jasmine and Percy, especially. And I, the goal is not to delete, to keep moving. Let's go. Like, you on a roll, girl. You on a roll, girl. Let's go. Let's go. You on a roll. All right. So, sprinkle of good vibes. I'll see you writers for the next writing session. Over and out. <laughs>